Welcome to the Red Letters Podcast. In this podcast, we explore topics that can be life-transforming while delivering a message of hope. All right, welcome to uh, this week's podcast. The topic we're going to attempt to tackle and talk about is going to be in a relationship, does love have to be mutual? And that would include any type of relationship. I know a lot of times we tend to think of marriage first if you're married, uh, but it actually goes with any type of relationship. So does love need to be required on both sides in order for it to be impactful or is it necessary or does it, is it supposed to be mutual? Well, I would say, Tony, that, um, and Ida, that I would hope that it would be mutual, but do I believe it's mutual all the time? No. And the reason I say that, um, I've worked with a lot of families where the parent disappears and leaves the child and the child is left hungering or with this hunger to be in a relationship with their parent. Mm. So when I see the child, I see that the child has this loving, this aching love for the parent that's absent. And when you talk to the parent, it's almost like it was a responsibility. Like, well, yeah, I'm there. I'm, I'm going to show up. Maybe. Yeah, it, I'm going to show up. However, you don't see that love. So I guess I, my question to you is, what is love? Yeah. How do you define love? Yeah, I would probably say it's putting yourself aside for the betterment of somebody else. Mm-hmm. And many times it's going to include sacrifice. It's going to include time, sometimes money, mm-hmm. um, or all the above. But I think... In a perfect world, it should be mutual, but in the world we live in, it's not always mutual. Sometimes I feel like, you know, sometimes there's seasons, Mm -hmm. you know, where like just the example you brought up, like even me growing up without a father, I didn't have that love for that season. But then later on, when I did meet him and God restored that relationship, then we were able to exchange love. Mm -hmm. But there was a season where it wasn't there. Or sometimes like in our marriage, you know, there might be times where I feel like I'm kind of putting in a little more effort than my wife. And then I know that the opposite's true as well, where right. I could see she's probably putting more effort than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in our relationship, it's almost like a teeter-totter sometimes. I don't know if it's always 110% on both sides at the same time. Mm-hmm. That would be ideal, but right. that's just my thinking, you know, initially. Mm-hmm. I think like the average person would consider love to be more of a feeling and not so much you show me you love me. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I think that that's something that a lot of people struggle with, especially in marriages. If you get married and you're basing your relationship on, I don't feel that you love me. Mm-hmm. And I and I feel it's not so much a feeling. And, I, and I've caught myself many times falling into that where right. I feel like it's, it's a feeling, you know, mm-hmm. I don't feel loved. I don't feel like, you know you're showing me you love me or anything like that. It's feelings, but I think more should be something that you act upon, you show, Mm -hmm. you do. And I think it's okay to have, you know, the feelings are normal, right? they're natural, but I think that more than anything, it's what you do Mm -hmm. in a relationship to show that person that you love them. I I think like how you mentioned about the feeling part of it, I think that's important (laughs) because I think you're right. A lot of people... That's what they would put in a nutshell. If I feel it, then it's active. Then it's, uh-huh. it, it's working in this relationship. But if I don't feel it, it's not there. But I think we have to understand that love isn't isn't a feeling. 
mm-hmm. uh, because I know, you know, just from self-experience, ex- sometimes you could do the right things and pursue love and the feelings will come. Sometimes right. they don't happen initially, but as you're doing the things that you need to do to love someone, the feelings will follow. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people don't want to put in the work mm-hmm. in order to achieve or to arrive at the feeling stage. Right. So it's basically that person's idea of love. There you go. So with the scenario that I used, um, that parent, even though I didn't believe it, I didn't see it or didn't think of it, he's loving his child the only way he knows how to love mm-hmm. the child. But is that fair? Yeah. No, no, I don't, I don't think it's fair. But like one of the things that I did that I had to kind of understand with my own mom mm-hmm. is... I remember her, I, it was a rough relationship. There was many good times, a lot of bad times, but in general, it was pretty rough when I was a kid. But as I got older and I saw and heard what type of life she lived mm-hmm. and how she was treated by her dad, I actually felt more compelled to give her grace and, and mercy because I see what she was given. Right. So in my eyes, I saw maybe she didn't have a whole lot to work with. So whatever she did do, in my eyes, it could look like, oh, she only loves me 25%. But in her eyes, she was doing 80, 90 percent. And here I am throwing a stone at her saying, oh, you you weren't this, you weren't that. When she could possibly be saying, son, I'm trying to do everything I can with what I have. Look at these broken pieces I'm trying to offer you. Oh, yeah. And and, and you're slapping them out of my face. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes we do that to people. Mm -hmm. And I think part of love is giving grace, which is, you know, you're giving them something they don't deserve. And mercy, you're not giving them something that they should get. Right. <laughs> but I think that, that's, that those are components of love that would change the whole relationship if we are willing to put ourselves in the other person's shoes before throwing that stone at them. Yeah, that's so true. So then in, in saying that, Tony, do you and Ida, do you believe that love has to be mutual in a relationship? I think I'm at where you're at because... And I'm putting you guys in the spot because I'm about to bring up something. Go for it. I I, I say... Ding, ding. I say I agree with what you said earlier Mm -hmm. that I would like it to be mutual. But I know that there's... We talked about it earlier where there's marriages who... That, you know, one doesn't love the other. Right. Basically, uh, arranged marriages, Mm -hmm. let's say. But then we think about the arranged marriages in God's word. Mm -hmm. And I thought about Isaac when... Abraham sent a servant to go look for his wife, right? right? Mm-hmm. And he brings, here's Rebecca coming back on a camel, right, with mm-hmm. the servant. But she sees Isaac afar off, and she gets off her camel. And Isaac sees her, runs to her, mm-hmm. takes her straight into his tent yeah, and knows her. But he loves her. He, from the he, moment he from saw From the her. moment he saw mm-hmm. her, he fell in love with her. And I believe it became mutual, you know. Love at that love, point. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So... For me, it's like it can happen, you know, if you allow God to let it happen. And I think it's also through allowing us, especially as believers, allowing God's agape love, Mm -hmm. because sometimes we might find it hard to love somebody that's unlovable, but through Christ, through his love that's unconditional and supernatural, we're able to love the unlovable. Mm, That's so good. So in a nutshell, would you say that it has to be mutual? I'd say yes. In the end, it should be mutual. Yeah. Mutual. Okay. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It shouldn't be where you're in a relationship and one loves the other, the other one doesn't love that person. Right. Yeah. That's what I believe. I mean, in the end, it should be a mutual thing mm-hmm. because I don't believe that it can work and 
be built upon a solid rock if one person's always loving. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think it's supposed to be mutual in a marriage, but um, and I well, I think that's a requirement to be mm-hmm. married that there should yeah. be a level of love always, unless it's arranged. Yeah, but even yeah. there, it maybe goes back to something I said earlier that by doing the right things and knowing that your parents chose the best of the best mm-hmm. to bring to you and to present you that spouse, that I think that as you're doing the right things and um, that the love can come, right. you know, but I think I, I was thinking about it right now when you both were talking and the marriage is the only one that I think that it's a requirement. Mm-hmm. Because of the, the covenant that's made. Right. Because even with your kids, you can love them, but mm-hmm. sometimes you're in the season where they don't love you. Yeah, it, it, in a perfect world, again, it should be mutual, but I don't know if that's always the case. Right. You know what I mean? But I think mm-hmm. in a marriage, because it's a covenant where it's not a contract where, hey, I do this, you do that, because that's mm-hmm. what a contract is. A, a covenant is saying, I'm actually going to love you until I can't breathe no more. Oh, wow. Yeah. There is no way out. I'm not looking at a plan B. I'm not looking at uh, another option. I'm not trying to get out the back door. But when a marriage has that attitude and that mindset, I think that the love will be mutual. And like I said, you know, it can teeter-totter where, you know, maybe it's 80% one, 100% the other. Mm -hmm. But in a nutshell, there's mutual love there, period. mutual love, yeah. Mm -hmm. And for all the men listening out there, I hope you heard that. You love him until the very end, (laughs) (laughs) until his last breath. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) what what would you guys say, though, if you guys take the love out of it? What if they respected the person, said um, they treated him? you know, like a, a good person, just like almost like friends in a, a marriage, would you guys say that would work? Or do you think it's still at the end of the day, love is what keeps you guys going? Like, can you guys be roommates, you know, and live a, a happy life? Well, I, I think well, to go- uh, actually, are you saying married or not married? A married. Okay. Yeah. okay. I think specifically because like how you said, yeah. um, love, I think marriage is the main one that requires that. Mm-hmm. What if you respect it, respect the person, and you like best friends basically, sure, but maybe sure. you don't love them. No, I, I think I think that's a form in, in of love. love. Yeah. I think that's that's a form of love because I think that if you're with somebody, okay, in a relationship, whether it's a marriage or even a, a you have roommates and and you, you're really close to your roommates, right? And I think that just by your actions, what you show them just everything about how you treat them, how you respect them. Because I think in general, love is the center of every relationship. We're to love one another unconditionally, no matter what. Right. And I can't, I just find it hard to say, Oh, I like that person. I like you. I like that person. Right. But when, and I get it, if you don't know them or you don't have a relationship with them, whether it be a friend or a wife or husband, but if you think about, once you know them and you have, you start building that relationship, it's like, like with my friends, I love my friends. You know, I have a relationship that was built upon years right. knowing them and I love them. Right. And so when we get together, we reflect that to one another, mm-hmm. right. By the way we talk to each other, the things we share, it's love. Right. Love is, is the center of that relationship. So I think that it's hard to not well, really... Well, actually, Mary started off with the question or one of the questions is, what is love? Mm 
Mm-hmm. I think breaking down a little bit more, like kind of what I said earlier, is kind of like what the world would say mm-hmm. about, you know, laying down your life for somebody else and and um, just giving of yourself. But in the Bible, it talks three main loves that I recall. And the first one is agape. That's mm-hmm. where it's unconditional love. Okay. Then there's euros. That's mm-hmm. like the sexual type of love. The third one is uh, philo. Philo is the friendship love. So you could mm-hmm. have the friendship love, like mm-hmm. my, Ida was saying, my wife. You could have philo love in like a friendship, but agape uh, is unconditional. Mm-hmm. So I think that there could be a couple that's committed, that are best friends, that love wanting to spend time with each other more than everybody else wants to talk to them and have conversations and go places and travel do all this stuff and maybe because they choose not to use the word love mm-hmm. they're still walking it out they're still mm-hmm. walking it out so that's i think good. that's a way of looking at it as well that there could be love there but sometimes people are hesitate on using the word love mm-hmm. but they know how to walk it out they know how to give of themselves, but they're just maybe gun shy to use that word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I had to answer your question, Gio, this is what I would say. So, you know, I've worked with a lot of families, but not just that. I've lived it out myself. So I don't believe that a married couple can live happily within a home. And what and this is what I mean by that. Happy within a home, not loving each other. Mm-hmm. Tolerating each other is one thing. Doing it for the sake of finances, for the sake of uh, the children and whatnot is one thing. But when you say we can coexist together, but not love each other, will bring a lot of issues, a lot of chaos, not just to those two people, but anybody else around them. Because there's something so special about a marriage if I love him so much, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm tolerating him and we're living in the same home. However, so-and-so just spoke to me, so I'm just going to go outside and talk on my phone to this person. It's got, There's going to be issues within the relationship when we're talking about a marriage. Um, if you want to take off and go to the movies and you don't invite her, obviously you don't love each other, you say, but you're coexisting together. So there's still some type of loyalty to that other individual because you're married to them. So that's where the issues arise when one person wants to do something and the other person doesn't agree with it. So can you live in the same household when you're married and say, we don't love each other? I think it's going to be very difficult and you would just bring so much hate and resent, resentment to your to yourself and that other individual. This is That's just my opinion. I have an elderly couple that I went to their home and he has his bedroom in one side of the house and she has her bedroom on the other side of the house. And when you walk in there, you feel the hate. I don't know if you know how you guys know what it feels like to walk into a place where it's cold and they have this beautiful home and everything, but you feel the hate. And I remember talking to the woman and I said, what happened? Why is he over there and you're over here? And she said something that happened a long time ago, but because of the finances and the children, we decided to live together, but I can't stand him. And I thought, this is horrible. Like, you would choose just for money to live in the same household with the person you completely resent. And in a way, I believe that they do it just to get to that person. I'm going to make him pay for what he or make her pay for what she did to me. So I would, any couple out there listening, get therapy, get help, learn to find that that light again within yeah. each other so you can live together and be, we're, we're, this life is so short, you don't want to just be here and always all your life live it in hate. So if you are married, excuse me, if you are in a relationship where you're married, 
either learn to get along, go to therapy, call us, we can help. You know, you heard Tony's testimony a while ago, you know, it's you're supposed to love to the end because without love, there is no life. Like if you know what I'm saying, in as far as a marriage. So either figure it out or move apart so you can be happy, either together or apart. <laughs> yeah. So then I have a question then. Yes. And you pretty much answered it, but maybe we can go deeper in it. I have to, no. Well, ask it again. No, no, actually. Yeah. So you're saying that if two people, let's say they, they're tolerating, they're having a marriage is just chaotic and things mm-hmm. like that, and they fall out of love with each other. Do you believe that love can... Um, reignite? They can reignite. Uh-huh. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, 110%. Okay. Yeah. When both parties are willing, because then you go back to one person loving and the other one just hanging on. Okay. Because yeah. so, I know there's a lot of couples way. out there that don't believe it's possible. You know, if somebody is out there, a marriage that is basically going through it to where one maybe fell out of love with the other, or they both fell out of love with each other. Is there hope well one one thing that i would look at is that sometimes people when they fall out of love like you were saying about that couple mary mm-hmm. they'll fall out of love and then they turn around and don't want to end the commitment right because they look around and all of a sudden they're going to see that them they're labeled as a failure they mm-hmm. didn't make it yeah. now the kids see wow that's what became of them mm-hmm. you know and they had this facade where everything looks so beautiful amazing the house the cars all that stuff so now they get that stamp of failure because they didn't succeed in their in marriage, marriage and they mm-hmm. don't want to face that that's the only reason why they don't want to end it right and i think that if two people choose because if you think about it why would you want to torment yourself exactly mm-hmm. by living outside of love in a commitment that you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. It does not know. So why would you want to torment yourself? Am I saying, you know, run to divorce? No, I never will say that no. at all. That's never the first solution. The first solution is what could you do to, to make amends? Mm-hmm. If there's hurts and you can't talk about it amongst yourself as a husband and wife, then you need to get counsel. You need yeah. to seek a pastor, somebody who can help guide you through and help manage those conversations so that it doesn't end up worse. But I think if you're willing to put in the time, you can reignite that love. It's going to take time. You didn't get to that point of despair overnight. Mm-hmm. That was a, a sum total of choices that you made over certain years where you put other things ahead of your spouse and now you have to face the consequences. Right. But now what are you going to do? Are you willing to put in the time? Can you look at your husband or your wife and say, no, you're not worth the time to, <laughs> to, to uh, reinvest in? to try to uh, get love back into our relationship. If you're willing to look at your spouse and say that, then maybe you need some outside help. But if you're willing to look at your spouse and say, you know what, you're worth it. Yeah. I remember why I married you. Yeah. I, I I remember what attracted me to you. I remember the beautiful times we've had. And although things kind of went south, you know what? Let's make a choice. Yeah. Every day, let's chip away some part of this stony heart so that we can have a heart that actually loves each other again. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you put in the work, you can restore that relationship. Exactly. And we're not just talking, well, for me, I'm not just talking, saying, oh, look at this couple or whatever, because I've gone through it. Mm-hmm. My husband and I, we were at that place, like, we're just going to stay together for the sake of the kids. We, we've got to finish raising these kids, but that's no way to live. Mm-hmm. So we both decided to do the work, which was 
okay, I dove into church and uh, sought guidance from my pastors. And he went his own way to try to figure out what he needed. But we came together to this mutual agreement that, okay, we're going to get to learn each other again. We're going to know each other. We're going to learn what our differences are and what happened and then forgive the past. But if we can't forgive the past, we're not going to move forward. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of work there um, to be able to get to the point that we're at today. So it can happen. That's my point to all these couples out there, if they are listening, it can happen, but both of you have to be willing to do the work. That's good. Actually, I'm going to share this part because I feel like, and, and I agree with both need to be willing, but then I disagree. The part that I disagree is that I remember there was a season in my, our relationship that I fell out of love with him. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I broke my arm and I fully was dependent on him. And he surprised me because out of anybody and everybody in my home, mm-hmm. he was the last person on earth I thought that would even care about me enough to even want to help me because I felt like this person doesn't love me anymore. Mm-hmm. And so when I broke my arm and he started stepping up and he just out of the blue, just really just started taking care of me, doing things that I was like, I was almost like, cause I was really a hundred percent dependent on him. Mm-hmm. And the way he was treating me and taking care of me was like, wow, this is the man that I've been longing for, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And I started falling in love with him again. And God started just, and and everything in the past Mm -hmm. left me. It's like, I love this person. I Mm -hmm. wanted to be around him. I wanted to hang out with him, you know, everything. But I wasn't willing Mm -hmm. at the time. At the the time I I was like, because there, there are a lot of marriages where it's almost like, a blame game. No, and you we need hold, it for, yeah, you need we to want start to hold it on first, you know, and yeah. I, or no, mm-hmm. you need to. And I, I think you've actually, Tony's actually taught me where he would always be like, and it, it was hard because we go back and forth, back and forth. And, w- and then we went talk for days. And then I would always like, well, you know what? He needs to change. Mm-hmm. No, you need to change, you know, and mm-hmm. one of us has to change. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes one of us has to get up yep. and say, you know what? Enough is enough yeah. and start changing. Sometimes it's hard, especially as a, for a woman, for me personally, when I would fall in my ditches or my moments of like despair or just sadness, mm-hmm. when I'd be really hurt because of what we were, what I was going through and experiencing, it was really difficult for me to get out of that pit because right. I didn't have anybody that I could confide in mm-hmm. or anybody that I could trust enough to share what I was going through in my marriage. Right. And with, you know, with that, that's where I had to really just put my trust in God mm-hmm. And I'm trying to so find what, the word. So how, what part do you disagree? Because that's, I don't quite get Well, no, I just say that, that not always is it mutual in, in the beginning. Mm. So there Sometimes might be it takes one something. person to make the first step there you go. for the other okay. person to follow. Okay, I get it. So that's where I yeah. wanted to go. That, I actually that, wanted to go like, yeah. does love have to be mutual in a relationship? So my answer is... Not necessarily and maybe not always in the beginning. Because if we think about it and the people that we are today, God loved us even when we didn't know him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's where it all started. God chose us even when we couldn't look up to him. Mm -hmm. And if I have to talk about myself, I know that there was a time that I would say, God who? Like Mm -hmm. I I was completely like, Do you don't you love God? I remember a young kid saying that and I was like, No, I don't even know him. Like, why would I love him? But even in my pit. I know he loved me. Mm-hmm. I know now, looking back, I know that he never stopped loving me. And yeah. for there's so many individuals that are so lost right now. And if you were to ask them, they would say, nobody loves me. 
but there mm. is somebody who loves them. Yeah. And see, that's why I say love doesn't always have to be mutual because look, he continues to love us. He'll pick us up even though, and if we could turn it, we could just get it and mm -hmm. turn to him and not mm -hmm. be looking for somebody else here on earth to feel that emptiness within us. We will know that we've always been loved. And then we could in turn give that love mm -hmm. to somebody else. So mm -hmm. that's why I say maybe love didn't have to be mutual in the beginning mm -hmm. because God didn't wait for us to love him first. He mm -hmm. loved us even when we couldn't see him. Right. That's good. Right. Yeah. And I think if we kind of get out of the, the mindset or the equation where people will turn around and say, hey, marriage is 50-50. Right. It's not 50-50. It's 100-100. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and if you th can see it that way, that could help change some things. Because if you think about it, if you've been, let's just say like me and my wife have been married 30 years. If, if you've been married a good chunk of years, just say 10, mm -hmm. even 10, 15 mm -hmm. years, do you really want to throw away those years that you gave the best years of your life to mm -hmm. and just to start all over it doesn't make mm -hmm. sense because you know you you there might be hurts but you can't say that there's good there wasn't good times there wasn't at good. all mm -hmm. and i and one of the proof of that for me is pictures and videos yeah if you have taken pictures and i just because we're uh, helping a family member go through a funeral and we went to another one a couple weeks ago and and they had slideshows of a person's life and you know different phases of the life when they became a parent when they're grandparents and stuff but you can't turn around and easily say the whole thing was for nothing mm -hmm. because if you go back and just look at pictures mm -hmm. those can stir up some memories of things right. that you've done as a couple as right. a family <clears throat> you know throughout your marriage that oh wow i didn't think of that i forgot that trip and mm -hmm. we did this together and it brings up so many different memories and that's actually one thing that i thank god for is that my mom she was super she was a photographer so she has so many pictures mm -hmm. but that's one thing that helps me not always look at the bad times wow. because the pictures that I see, yeah. there's, yeah, there's some, but very few I remember are hurtful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Most pictures are mm -hmm. smiles and it was Christmas. It was a birthday. It was a trip that you went on. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you might even have to look at some of these pictures to remember and reminisce over some of the great times right. that you've had together mm -hmm. it wasn't to all stir bad, yeah. something up. Mm -hmm. And I I think that that's something to keep in mind. And if you don't see each other as valuable, mm -hmm. why don't you excavate? Because when something's excavated, you find treasure, mm -hmm. you find jewels, you find mm -hmm. gems. So like we said earlier, if you're willing to put in the work, mm -hmm. if you're willing to dig a little, you're willing to tear up some dirt and some rocks and yeah. dig in and go deeper. Guess what you're going to find? Mm -hmm. We need to excavate our marriages mm -hmm. in order for us to see the beauty that's there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Well, I don't know, Mary, have you seen Fireproof? Have you ever heard of that movie? Oh, I don't know. No? Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorites. It's low-key cheesy, but I really <laughs> like it because the whole story is a married couple who don't really know God, and they come to a point where they're like, we just want a divorce. The wife mm -hmm. is like, I don't want you. And the husband's like, what did I do? So it's this like blame game. And I love it because when they decide they're going to divorce, the husband goes to his dad, and the dad gives him a book called the, what is it called, dad? The, 40 days. Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, Love Dare? The love dare? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's called the love dare. And he gives him this book and he says, do this for 40 days with your, for your wife. Mm -hmm. And if after the 40 days, it doesn't work out, then do what you're oh. going to do. So the husband does it like 
forceful like you could tell he's not genuine he's like mm-hmm. he buys her flowers but they're like the cheapest flowers <laughs> you could tell he didn't put his heart behind it right but you notice he ends up coming to a place where he finds god mm. and then he starts to actually you see the progress where he starts to love his wife as god loves her like he sees mm-hmm, her yeah. through a new lens mm-hmm. but it took him finding love to, to give the love mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it just kind of makes me think of that because i don't believe it has to be mutual mm-hmm. i mean that's the goal yeah but i can see even like growing up with my parents and how one was working out like trying to work out the marriage the other one wasn't mm-hmm. but i can see that if you keep god as the center or if you mm-hmm. seek after god yeah. you're always going to end up finding yourself back at the place of love right wow, because you good. can't not you can't encounter god's love and not give it out like it can't it's just automatic, you know? Right. What, what would you guys say, though, outside of, like, church, marriages in particular, mm-hmm. if they're out of love and say they're, you know, wanting to, like, throw in the towel, what are, like, some things they could some do tools. practically that will ignite? Yeah. Like you were saying, I think you've touched on a couple of them, but mm-hmm. what are some practical things? I know the love dare, that's a really good thing yeah. to start. But mm-hmm. outside of church, like, what can someone do to, like, hey, I'm, I don't want to give up. I want to reignite. There's still hope. What are some things they can get do? off of social media? First of all, <laughs> I would say if you're really working to try to get your marriage uh, to work or reignite that fire, get off of social media because it is too tempting. And I believe that what is out there right now is is beyond what we uh, that I had ever expected. That's one thing. And the other thing, Gio, I would say work on you. Work on you, because if you don't know what love looks like or what it feels, then you can't give that. So if you can get to that place where I like the way this makes me feel now, you're going to want to make that other person feel that. And it's those those little gestures Mm -hmm. that you don't actually have to think about. You just willingly do them. You don't have to work at Mm -hmm. like buying flowers. Mm -hmm. That's that should be something that people just do just because not because it's a special occasion Mm -hmm. or call somebody up or send them a cute little text like, I really am thinking of you. I can't wait for whatever. You know, those are the little things that people should be doing without any effort. But it do, it starts with you and it has to be that person that's healed because if you're not healed, you can only give what you have. And if you only have half a cup, you're only going to be able to give that. And sometimes we mm-hmm. can't even give that because we're just holding on to it to sustain us. Yeah. Mm. So it's healing yourself first mm-hmm. to be able to give to others yeah. or do yeah. for others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's another book called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman, I think mm-hmm. it is. And I think that's another step after what Mary said where you're you're seeking on how can I give love in a way that they'll receive it instead of how I receive it? Mm-hmm. So I think that's another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but reading, I think, is one of the big keys. I know, I think I mentioned this a while back, but I, I heard that Will Smith was struggling in his marriage a long time ago, and he went out and bought 50 books on marriage just to revive his marriage. Mm-hmm. And he went and read through them and worked towards that. Mm-hmm. So I think reading is a big deal. You know, yeah. whether you're, you're go, you know, if you're not going to church, you'll get some good tidbits there and that can actually help catapult you to the place that you want to be um, or do a lot of try to do things that couples do. Maybe go on exactly. a cruise, maybe go on, <clears throat> do some of the things that you see other healthy couples do mm-hmm. to emulate that to where it starts happening in you as well. Because like I have my uncle and aunt, they're always dating. Yeah. You know, and and they like I said, they, they seem like they're still on their newlywed. I mean, their honeymoon. You know what I mean? But I think if you do the things you, you take steps in the direction you want to go by looking at people who are ahead of you, mm-hmm. that kind of helps pull you forward. 
I would say communication. You work on the communication. I think that's 100% priority is the communication. I think sitting down and finding the right moments, the right time to really even come forward with questions, you know, asking, well, you know, especially, you know, with me, I think communication, you talking to me and you kind of like putting water on my fire mm-hmm. and because I think right. it's in a good way, because I think it's, <laughs> it I think it's <laughs> when you come together in communication, it's the language that you bring, you know, don't, don't mm-hmm. cut the tone, the language, everything body matters. Language. The body language matters, how you look at each other, how you respond just to respond each to each other. And I think that if you can talk and the more you talk and the more you're able, especially men, let your wives talk, even though we sometimes we can, <laughs> we, we have a million words to say. And sometimes we're going around that same mountain saying the same thing over and over and over again in different ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But sit and listen. And that's one thing I have to say about you. My husband is that he's an amazing listener and I would just talk, talk, talk. And I just keep saying the same thing over and over again, mm-hmm. but just sit there and listen until I'm done. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> pull up a chair. And then when she's done, wives, you let your husbands talk yeah. and let them reflect and let them tell you and tell each other what each other likes and yeah. what each other doesn't like, especially when it comes to intimacy. And then the more you talk and the more you really get to know each other through conversation and just being open and honest and women just get to the point. Yeah. Straight up. Oh, just, in conversation. Just straight up tell them how you feel. Mm-hmm. Don't beat around the bush because I've learned, you know what, I'm just yeah. going to tell you how I feel at this right. moment. And that's that. Don't make him try to figure out what you're trying to tell them mm-hmm. because we do that a lot too. Where play we're those trying mind to games, mm-hmm, yeah. we play those mm-hmm. mind games. And then the husband has no clue what you're talking about. Because we do not speak the same language. Exa- exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just... Be straight about it. Yes. Tell them exactly mm-hmm. word for word, as clear as day, what you want what them you to want. know. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Dr. Miles Monroe <laughs> has a good book on marriages, so highly recommend it. No, I'll just say because when you're saying like you don't get to like women don't get straight to the point. Uh, someone said that uh, men love puzzles and love figuring things out. That's why God gave them wives. I heard another one where this guy wrote a book. He wrote the book in 10 minutes. Hmm. He threw it on the desk of the publisher and said, okay. And the title was everything I know about women. And he went to open it and it was blank pages. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Kind of goes that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But here's a little, Something to keep in mind, women. When oh, no. no, when when, when a man comes out and you see he's actually vulnerable in his yeah. conversation and he's coming out of his cave, yeah, that's right. Be careful not to say the things that make him run back in because he patient, might not come yes. back out again. Mm-hmm. So just a little. And, and actually, we're learning because we're actually we're. we're we started learning and we, we need to practice it more actually mm-hmm. on communication. <laughs> we haven't really done our homework. <laughs> Somebody. Uh... But um, something that we were told to do is you have to practice communication. Mm-hmm. It's not something you're going to learn overnight. There's a Especially that if helps you've gone them. years and your communication you feel is, is not going anywhere. I think you have to just step back and, and honestly, there are counselors out there 
that that can help you with communication. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's communication classes you can take, but it's it's something that you have to relearn. If, if it's been going on for years and you feel your communication isn't going anywhere, you can relearn it. It just takes practice and you a have to make time, to a willingness to go. learn and, and make time for it um, and learn to talk to each other because your language does have to change. A hundred percent, your language has to change. Yes. And for couples that are listening right now, the other point that I wanted to really hit on was do not compare yourself to other couples. Yeah, (laughs) Like we cannot, especially for those people, that's why I say get off of social media, because a lot of people tend to go to social media to see how somebody else is living their life. I've been guilty of it. Look how happy they look. They're going on another vacation. (laughs) And in reality, you see them and they can't stand each other. Mm -hmm. So we do it all for the picture. A lot of people do it just for the posting. So do not compare yourself to other couples. Because they have their own struggles and they've learned to live life the way they've learned to live life. Mm -hmm. And for you, it's like, this is what works for me. It may not work because a lot of couples, like they tend to talk to each other and have loud voices. That doesn't work for me. But when I see these couples, I'm like, how does, how do they make it work? But because both of them are crazy. (laughs) So it's like, both of them like talking like that, but it works for them. Mm -hmm. And to me, it may not, it may not look like love, but that's not fair because I don't live in their home and I haven't. I don't have the routine that they have and I don't mm-hmm. have this, the the life that they've built. So do not compare yourselves to anybody else because nobody has it perfect and we're all struggling just to make it. And we're all right. working at it to mm-hmm. be better each day. And so. I heard the other day too, they said that, I don't know if I shared this before, but um, it was just the other day I heard this. They said that marriage is psychological. One is psycho and one is logical. <laughs> don't try to determine who's who. The women are the logical, I think. <laughs> yeah, and I know, I know we ended up starting off talking about you know, is love need to be mutual in relationships, but I know we ended up talking more about marriages. I hope some of this has helped you. No, I was just going to say, I think too, which I don't know if any of you guys said it yet, but don't stop dating. Mm. I mean, I'm single, right? Yeah. But I, I've You're right. watched enough relationships and I see enough relationships <laughs> yeah. Yeah. to know don't stop. Yeah. And women, uh, because we, I think we've been a little harder on men. And women, don't stop letting your man know that he's everything that you wanted. Build and quit. Yeah, continue Mm -hmm. to build him up. So uh, in wrapping up today's conversation, I think we gave so much information to all the listeners out there, young and old, in every relationship, whether you're struggling to get along with your brother, whether you're struggling to get along at work, and especially in marriages. This is why we're here. And if you can't find a source out there, this is what the podcast is all about, is helping strengthening families. So we thank you for listening and can't wait to talk to you again. Mm -hmm.